Welcome to a Dream Vision 7 Radio Network's Radio Host Extravaganza winner. Each year in the spring, we have a radio host contest. For those who've always wondered about a radio show, it's an opportunity to get their feet wet hosting their own global radio show on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Together, let's welcome these remarkable people whose goal is to make a difference in people's lives. To learn more, go to DreamVision7Radio.com. Hello and welcome to Look for the Good. And I'm your host, Carrie Rowan. I'm super excited to be here and be the winner of the Dream Vision 7 radio host promotion. And today we're going to talk a little bit about some nuggets from my book, Look for the Good. And I need to start again because that was terrible. Can I just start again? There's no problem at all. Okay. Hello. And welcome to Look for the Good. I'm your host, Carrie Rowan, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Have you ever noticed how your brain automatically focuses on what's wrong in your life? Well, that's what we're going to talk about here today, because all of our brains are the same. And I'm super excited and so grateful to be one of the winners of the Dream Vision 7 Radio Network host extravaganza. And I want to share with you some real incredible nuggets from my book, Tell a New Story. My book was released during the pandemic, and I realized that it's really what people need to hear right now most in their life. Share five simple steps to release your negative stories and bring joy to your life. Because let's face it, that's what we're all here for, right? We want to live with more joy in our life. So what are we going to do here during our time together at Look for the Good? We're going to talk a little bit about some ways that you can bring more joy to your life. I'm going to talk a little bit about why the brain does that to us. Why is it that our brains are so beautifully predisposed to find what's wrong in our life when all we want to do is feel good and look for what's right? So we we launch into that a little bit, and I'm going to dive into that. And the whole way that we do that is through my methodology of storytelling, right? We all have stories that we tell in our lives, and sometimes those stories serve us, but a lot of times those stories don't serve us. And those stories are really important. And why did I write this book for you? I wrote this book because I realized I had a lot of things that happened in my life that I wish didn't happen in my life, and I'm sure you can feel the same way. And I wrote this book when I started really digging into my own stories. And I started to understand that my stories were not supporting me. You know, the stories that you tell not only yourself, but you tell people around you. That the stories that are sort of on repeat and you keep telling them over and over. Those are the ones that contain really the secret to what's holding you back in your life. When you can get into your own stories and dig into that narrative and take a look at your own stories and say, hey, wait a minute, is this serving me? How does the story make me feel? Then you can get some insights into some of the deepest reasons you tell those stories. And you can start to understand that those stories actually contain hidden beliefs, intentions, your dreams, and they can also be tied around things that happened in our past that we wish didn't happen. It can even represent certain needs in our lives that aren't getting met. So stories are super, super important. They're like a little microcosm of our world. And when we share them with other people and we tell certain stories to ourselves that don't empower us, 
that's what keeps us stuck in our lives. So that is what my work is all about. And that's what I love about this work, is that I can help you take a look at your own stories, figure out what negative beliefs are in those stories, so you can learn to rewrite that narrative. And you can live focusing on the good that's already around you that you might not even be able to see. And so I share these tips and these nuggets of wisdom from my book so that you can shift not only your stories, but shift your thinking, because that's the key to everything, right? is our mindset. And as a mindset coach, a certified mindset coach and a, and a singer-songwriter and, you know, somebody who's really delved into the self-help work for many, many years, I call myself a spiritual and self-help junkie, I have read all the greats and gone to all the seminars and absorbed all this information and rearranged it in a really easy-to-follow methodology for you. So here during this, I'm going to have some amazing guests like today. I can't wait to share my guests with you today. And I'm going to share stories. They're going to share stories. We're going to talk about our turnaround stories. And again, it's all based on my book, Tell a New Story, my best-selling book that has really helped change lives. Why? Because it's written in simple, easy-to-understand format. And when we talk here together, I'm going to present some easy tips and tools that you can use in your own life. We're always going to have some really great takeaways. And I'll recap it at the end of the show for you so you can remember what it is that we're talking about. And when you give people really simple things, simple tools that you can keep in your back pocket and pull out in those moments of life when, when it gets really tough, right? Because this all sounds great. We all understand what mindset is, but what I find is that we're often chasing mindset. Do you know what I mean? Instead of just, you know, we're, we're always trying to fix our mindset. And I like to look at it from the opposite way. Instead of waiting until we're in that bad mood or we've got these negative thoughts that are swirling in our head and we're kind of going down into that anxiety swirl, the negative swirl, my philosophy is let's get out ahead of that, right? Let's take a few moments when we first wake up in the morning to really manage our mindset. And I talk a lot about mindset. All my episodes are really going to dive into the fact that mindset is really where it's all at. But it's not chasing that mindset. It's not saying, wow, oh, I'm in a bad mood. What am I going to do now? That's part of it, of course, because we all find ourselves there. But really what I like to do is I like to back it up. And I like to say, hey, wait a minute. What can we do first thing in the day? Let's get out ahead of this mindset. Let's get out ahead of our biology because we're all wired the same way, right? We're wired to look for the things that aren't working. And why is that? Because our brains are always just doing their job. They're trying to keep us safe. So they're designed to look for problems and what might be a problem and where's that tiger hiding out so that we can be on the lookout for it. So I try to give you some ways to break that patterning in our brain so that you can easily get out ahead of it first thing in the morning. And that's really the best way to, to approach your mindset because mindset affects everything, right? And I talk about mindset and stories because that's what my book is all about, tell a new story. And the interesting thing and relationship between your mindset and the stories that you tell, it's sort of a reciprocal relationship because here's the cool thing. Your mindset determines the stories that you tell, right? Depending on what mood you're on, think about that. If you're in a bad mood, what stories do you pull out and start telling people? All the bad ones, right? As opposed to the other, it goes the other way around too, which is really super cool. So not only does your mindset determine the stories that you tell, the stories you tell determine your mindset. Think about it for a minute. 
that's really profound and it's really a big secret that I talk about is that if you are in a good mindset, have you ever noticed some of those days you wake up and you're actually feeling really great, but then stuff starts happening and or perhaps you're in a really great mindset and that friend calls you and she wants you to take her through all of the episode of what happened to you the other day when you were not in a good mindset and the second you step into that story what happens that great feeling mood that you were in suddenly gets drawn right back to the story you're right back in the emotions you were feeling when you're telling that story that's the power of the story and that's how stories affect our mindset so you've got to start to be a little bit more careful about your stories. And that's what I absolutely love about this work. Because once you start to become aware of some of the stories that you tell that are no longer serving you, the ones that make you feel crappy when you tell them, the ones that bring everybody else in the room down when you tell them, when you start to go through these five steps of mine, you start to become aware of those stories and you start to say, oh, wow, I never had any idea that story was having that great of an impact on not only me, but everybody else around me you start to get really careful about the stories that you tell. And it's really great because a lot of my coaching clients will come to me and say, wow, I'm, I'm keeping my story catcher notebook. It's just a little book that you keep with you when you start to do this work and you start to hear yourself telling these stories and you write down the ones that start to slip out of your lips that make you feel bad. And once you start to catch those stories and you start to realize and open your eyes to this new perspective of storytelling, you start to realize other people's reaction to your stories. And then you start to catch on to other people's stories and the negative stories they're telling and how that makes you feel. It is so empowering. It's so cool the way that that little story, that one little thing that you tell yourself all the time, has such a broad ripple effect on everybody around you. And I love that. I love that about this work. And I love when people come to me and say, wow, I, I'm catching myself mid-sentence. Mid I start to tell that negative story and then I, and I retract it. I pull it back because I don't want to feel like that anymore. I want to feel good, right? Don't you want to feel good? We want to feel good. We want to bring more joy to our life. And looking at your stories is a really easy way to do that. Because like I said, the stories that you tell affect your mindset. They affect everybody around you. And it goes the other way, too. When you're, you already wake up in the day and you get out ahead of that mindset and you're feeling good first thing before your feet even hit the floor in the morning, you're less apt to tell those stories. So these are some of the tools that I work with. And these are some of the tools that I want to teach you so that you can get out ahead of your stories, so that you can re-script your stories to find the good in that story that you can share with other people. I mean, a lot of times our biggest turnaround story, and I share this in my book, I share some of my most deeply personal stories in this book. And why do I do that? I do that because I show you what I was saying to myself, and then I show you how I turned that story around and the effect of my life. And I show you that because we're all the same, right? We're all one. You can see yourself in my stories. My stories are just a reflection of your stories, right? So that when you start to understand that reflection and you start to see yourself in my stories and you're like, wow, Carrie can change her stories. I can change my stories too. And it's empowering. It's uplifting. It's inspirational. And I do. I share my hardest stories. And your hardest story, I'm going to venture to say, is probably your biggest turnaround story. You just might not know it yet. And that's why I bring these amazing guests on so we can talk about 
their biggest turnaround stories? What was the hardest thing that happened, but you turned that story around to be the greatest thing that happened in your life, right? I'm sure you've heard the story of people who, you know, are, are living their lives and going along with their lives, and then all of a sudden they get a, a, a terrible disease or something. And if you talk to those people that had turned that around, they'll a lot of times tell you that that was actually a blessing and the best thing that happened in your life. Isn't that crazy? Why is that? Because they changed their mind about it. They rewrote that story because it's so easy to go down that negative path. And a lot of times we do it automatically because, again, that's what our brains are doing. They're just doing their job. So when you can get out ahead of that, you can look at your stories. You can, you know, sort of peel back the onion and step back. Bring your lens back to see the bigger picture of how that story served your life then you can turn that story around and you can start telling a story that inspires other people. And that's what I'm all about. That's what Look for the Good is. And so some of the tools that I share from my book are going to really be, they're going to seem simple at first. And some of them are simple, but they're structured that way. They're structured that way to get your thinking changes, right, to, to practice gratitude and to do some of those things that we all know we should do, right? A lot of my clients will say, hey, Carrie, I do practice gratitude. You know, I am grateful. I am grateful. I'm grateful every day. You know, I, I appreciate things. But do you practice it? Do you have an actual practice? And that's one of my big things that I teach people is to set up a morning routine because we all need a practice. And if it doesn't become a practice, it's not a habit, right? It's like yoga. It's like anything else that's a practice. I didn't learn to play multiple instruments because I didn't practice. And is practice fun? Not always. But if you want to get better at something, it's really the only way to change your body and your mind so that you can understand, you know, what it is that you're trying to accomplish. What is the new skill that you're bringing into your life? And gratitude is one of those things. We all might feel gratitude, but do we practice it? On a daily basis, do you wake up first thing in the morning and think of something that you're grateful for before you even step out of your bed? I don't care if it's your pillow, your delicious sheets, or the air conditioning in the room. Something. Find one small thing for yourself that you can appreciate and just sort of spin positively on that. Instead of the negative spiral that we go into with our negative thoughts about what's going to happen, we can take that and turn it around. We can find one thing that we're truly, truly grateful for. And it can be something simple like the sun coming up. It can be the air conditioner. It can be the person next to you. Just find one little thing for you to focus on first thing in the morning, and it will change your whole entire day. And that's what I'm talking about, about getting out ahead of your mindset, getting on top of it before the stuff hits the fan, right? Because let's face it, there's always going to be something that's hitting the fan that day, right? You might not even make it to breakfast before you get challenged with something. So, but if you started your day that way with some of these simple tools I talk about in my book, it will really help to shift your mindset fast because we want to shift it fast. We don't have time to do these long, drawn-out, you know, programs. We want some simple tools that work really quickly to shift our thinking today. And that, my friends, is my specialty. So that's one way that you can really kind of get out ahead of what's going on in your life and get out ahead of that mindset. And once you do, and you're in that better mindset, you're feeling better, and your behavior will follow suit. You'll start to do the things that continue to make you feel good. You'll start to do the things that you always wish that you wanted to do. You'll start to do those things that you know you kind of should do, but you just don't get around to it. 
the things that are not necessarily um, urgent because we always go for the urgent stuff, right? We're always torn and drawn towards the urgent things, not necessarily just urgent, but important. What are the things you want to do in your life that are really important to you? And i got to tell you, I wouldn't have written this book because I wanted to write this book for quite some time, and this book is a culmination of my whole life's work. It's got my music in it because it's interactive. It's got my meditations in it for each step in the book, and it's got all my stories. It's got how-to videos. But it's a culmination of everything and all my work together. So I wouldn't have written this book, though, because it was not urgent, right? Did you know that 80% of people have a book in them that they say that they want to write someday? But the majority of those people will not get around to it. And why is that? Because we're all wired like that. We're all wired to do what's on our plate, our to-do list. And if this is not on my to-do list, it's not getting done. So again, I was able to structure myself so that I made it a priority for myself. And when you start to feel better and your mindset starts feeling better and you start telling yourself a better story like, hey, I can write that book, guess what? That's what can happen to you too as I stand here today and hold my book in my hand, which was at one point only a thought in my mind, only a wish. So that's how deep it goes. When we can change our mindset, we can do the things we most want to do in our lives. We can get stuff done. We can be bold and step out and into our creativity and tap into that joy in our life because writing this book was pure joy for me. And that's what I want to show you how to do. I want to show you how to unravel those stories so you can figure out what's hiding in there. What's my limiting belief that's holding me back? Why am I not able to get ahead in my life? Or why do I always feel stuck? Why is it the same old, same old every day? And that's the kind of stuff that's my specialty, and I can't wait to share some more of that with you. And one of the big things that I like to share with people is one thing you can do when talking about getting up first thing in the day and getting out ahead of your mindset, but also learning to ask yourself better questions, right? We talk a lot about the brain, and I love neuroscience, and asking yourself better questions is important. Why? Because when you ask your brain a question, it has to answer you. It has to. It has to come up with an answer. So if you're asking it terrible questions, guess what kind of answers you're getting from it? If you start to really hone in on that and ask yourself better questions, like, what else is possible here? I wonder how this could work out to my advantage. I wonder what's good about this that I can't see right now. And you get into the practice of asking yourself just some simple, better questions. Instead of those other questions that we ask ourselves, and I talk a lot about that, I tell the story of this one big bad question that I used to ask myself, and it took me a while to figure out that I was even asking myself. And that's the thing that's kind of tricky is when we're in our most stressed moment, we don't feel like getting out our little story catcher notebook and writing it down, right? So when we start to realize these things and we start to shift that thinking, our stories shift right along with it. So I'm so excited to share my guest with you, and that will be up next. And if you want some more details or information at any time or you want to find out some more background on myself, go to my website at carryrowan.com, C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N.com, and you can find a slew of information and some tips and tools for you to use, and I hope that you find that helpful. So up next is going to be my guest, Nancy O'Keefe, and I can't wait to share some of the incredible gems of wisdom that she brings with her.
So thank you so much for coming along on this debut version of my episode, Look for the Good. Did you know that dreams offer their own healing potential? Dive deep into the mystery of sleep and dreaming with four experts in sleep medicine, lucid dreaming, Tibetan dream yoga, dream theater, and more. Mention discount code DREAM for 20% off when you register for Surfing the Dreamscape and the Mystery of Sleep at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, August 19th to the 21st. Learn more at eomega.org. Delight your kids with an enchanting journey by reading the Paper Doll Kids Children's Book by Deborah Beauvais and Janine Sullivan. There's even a catchy tune, Kids for Love Song, produced by Bob Sherwood and sung by kids just like yours. The story weaves around seven paper dolls flying around the world doing good deeds as they bring important attention to our endangered animal friends. There's even a magical ring with a universal message. Kids become interested in service projects, action through compassion, and planting seeds that nurture positive change. The Paper Doll Kids and Kids for Love Song are a production of the Kids for Love Project. Get the book now on Amazon Kindle and the song on CD Baby or iTunes. Are miracles real? Can you move from mayhem to miracles? 30 prominent authors say yes as they share their high fives and down lows of challenges, abuse, addiction, and love. Experience hope, the magic elixir of miracles, through the personal stories of New York Times best-selling authors James Redfield, Dr. Bernie Siegel, Sister Jenna, Reverend Temple Hayes, and many more. If you like bestsellers, chaos to clarity, and crappy to happy, you'll love crying and laughing through Mayhem to Miracles, sacred stories of transformational hope, available now on Amazon and in bookstores worldwide. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Welcome back, and I'm so excited to share with you my guest today, Nancy O'Keefe on Look for the Good. Nancy is a certified human design specialist. I love human design. You're going to find out all about it today. She's also an intuitive coach and a compassionate transformer who helps women peel back the layers of who they've been taught to be to reveal who they truly are so they can live with inner truth go after their deepest desires, and create a life filled with success, satisfaction, and joy. There's that joy again. And I can't wait to talk to Nancy. Hello, Nancy, and welcome. Hello, Carrie. I'm so happy to be here. Super excited to have you on this debut of Look for the Good. And let's talk a little bit about human design. I love human design. You did a reading for me, and that reading was life-changing. I found out things about myself that I really didn't know, um, things that were truly integral in my business, my personal life, and I, I, I really find myself referring back to it a lot, reminding myself, hey, wait, this is how you run your energy best. Um, so maybe you could just do like a little elevator pitch of what human design is. Absolutely. Human design is like your energetic DNA. We all come into the world with a set of DNA for our physical characteristics, but we also, most people don't realize, have a set of 
characteristics. That is our energetic DNA. It's how we're wired to operate in the world. And that's what human design tells us. We can pull a chart based on your date of birth, your time of birth, where you were born, and we can see what energy you have in your chart, what energy type you are, and give you a lot of insight into what you came here to do, your soul's purpose, Um, also a little bit about the natural skills and talents that you have to support you in that purpose, and then how you can best utilize those to live out your fullest potential. I love that. And that's exactly what I loved about it was it revealed so many interesting things because we all, I mean, I talk about energy a lot. We all use our energy, right, to get through life, to do things. Or, you know, and we know what our pace is a lot of times, or we are faster or slower. But this was even so much more detailed. Um, and for me, you know, one of the biggest things I think I got out of it is you're talking about our energetic DNA. That's not anything that changes, right? So no. understand. Right? So, like, understanding it is so important to really reworking our stories and and everything that we've already been talking about, understanding how our mindset works, um, understanding where we get our energy and replenishing our energy comes from. It's truly powerful work. It is very powerful. And, you know, the way it typically works is you come into the world and you're, um, you know, a, a small human being who has everything they need inside them. You know exactly what you're here for. And over the course of our learning, our well-meaning parents and school teachers and even advertising on television or in magazines starts to craft us into someone else. And we accept that changing because we want to fit in. We want to be loved. So what ends up happening is we get what we call conditioned to act and be a certain way. I mean, think about it. As women especially, aren't we conditioned to wear certain fashion, to, um, mm-hmm. you know, look a certain way? I mean, it, it, it even gets down to that. So we often hide some of the things that are natural about us because perhaps they're not skills and talents that seem quite as valued in the world. So we kind of put them away. Uh, We still have them, but we don't often bring them out and use them. And that takes Mm -hmm. a lot of energy. It really takes a lot more energy to be something you're not than it does to relax, be authentic, and be who you actually are. So as you mentioned in my bio, what I try to do is help people you know, peel back that conditioning and get to the essence of who they are. And although there might be some ah ahas in a reading, most people feel very validated after getting Mm -hmm. a human design reading because they they know all of this inside of them and it's just sort of Mm -hmm. dormant. So it's it's fun to watch the light bulbs go off as people remember, oh yeah, that's that's how I am and that's who I am. And often it explains things. Um, For example, I have one client I did a reading for who always talked about her ADHD brain. Oh, you know, I'm ADD. I can't stick to anything. Well, come to find out she's not ADHD. She's a manifesting generator, and she has very fast energy. And she's here to help the rest of us move faster. And she has the ability to multitask, which not everybody does. So what she thought was ADHD turned out to be her ability to do more than one thing at a time and not ability to do, but need to do. She needed to have a lot of things open and Mm. happening at once. 
that's just who I she is. Mm-hmm. So, that's you know, so she felt, powerful. yeah, she felt very validated and she stopped blaming herself for something that was a positive and, and not a negative. But in this world, mm-hmm. especially the world of work, we believe in focus. We believe in, you know, prioritizing and all of that. So mm-hmm. it, it just didn't fit in with the way we believe work should be. But each one of yeah. us is an individual uh, rendition of ourselves. There are no two people that have exactly the same energetic configuration. And, in, you know, in the world today, we tend to value conformity instead of individualism. So. Mm-hmm. And, and what that really reminds me of is what we're all tying this all together is the power of what your client was saying to herself, right? So this little story she was quietly saying in her mind, oh, gosh, this ADHD is killing me, or I can't get anything done, or I'm, not, I'm so misfocused, I can't get anything, you know, accomplish anything. So these little, you know, negative stories she was probably saying in her brain were also tied into all of this lack of really understanding who she really was energetically, right? That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. And And just kind of keeping her stuck in that cycle. Yeah. And then, you know, a lot of times uh, there are configurations where we learn through experimentation. And um, sometimes that's tough for parents to have a child that is all about the experiences because they're always getting into something. But that's how they Mm -hmm. learn. And, you know, Mm. our tendency is to you know, have our children know, stop, follow the rules. I mean, what's the first word a child learns when they speak? No. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're we're always telling them what not to do. And, you know, all of this can lead to having a sense of self that isn't really true. And, you know, I feel, you and I have talked about the negative stories. I really think that's a lot of where some of these negative stories come from. We beat ourselves up. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. for being mm-hmm. ourselves. Cause, right, because we don't understand. And again, looking for the good, we don't understand why being ourselves is actually a good thing, like you're saying. And so we're always trying to change it. We're trying to mold. We're trying to fit in. We're chameleons, you know, to whoever we're talking to. Um, and I think that's truly powerful because I think that it releases a lot of anxiety, which is what you're talking about, right? When you told that client, hey, wait, that's not who you are. You're actually this, and it's a superpower. Then, wow, how can I wrap my arms around that superpower and, you know, use it even more in my life to create more energy and get what I want done and, and just be, and be content with that? Exactly. And, you know, sometimes uh, people told her, well, you know, just focus on one thing. Pick one thing. You're all over the place. You've got too much going on. But I said to her, do as much as you want to do because that's who you are. That's mm. who you are. And, and it was such a that is, for her. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we both just said that at the same time. The word relief popped into my mind because that is such a relief. It oh, is a relief. My Right? I don't have to fight my energetic DNA. This is who I am energetically, um, and I can appreciate that by myself and use it for good. Use my superpower for good. Exactly, because uh, all, light, all energy has a light side and a shadow side, meaning that mm-hmm. you can live in the highest potential and the highest expression of your energies, or you can live in the shadow side and, you know, never reach your highest potential and, you know, maybe not become the person you were meant to be. And isn't that a sad thing, right? To, very you know, sad, to, yes. Super very sad. sad. And I talk, it's, again, so in alignment with my work where, as you know, 
we've got the light side of our stories and we've got the dark side of our stories, right? We've got right. some intentions in there. We've got some reasons for telling stories that are not so pretty. Um, and then we've got other higher intentions. We want to tell a story to inspire somebody. So it all really, you know, ties in together because when you focus on the shadow side of anything without embracing our shadow and who we are, it, it definitely um, brings out, I think, the worst in, in our potential and what we attract into our lives, right? Exactly. And we miss out on things and we attract things into our life that aren't really things we want and they don't align with who we are. And, you know, we talk about, you know, there, I, I've known women that have had a series of bad relationships. Um, and mm-hmm. it's really because of the, what, the decisions they're making and how they're viewing themselves in a way that really isn't them. So they're attracting things into their, you know, radar scan that aren't the best choices for them. And they end up with, you know, people that they're really not compatible with. Absolutely. And then it's hard to get out because they st- they're not seeing, you know, you've got to shift the perspective. You've got to shift the mindset about who you really are so that you can go on, clean up your, yourself energetically and attract what it is that you do want. You know, someone that really and, and is worse, more in line. Worse, they beat themselves up because of it. What's wrong with me? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You know, I'm not good enough. I don't have what it takes. We can go down that road and start telling ourselves a lot of stories around that that simply aren't true. Big time. And that's the thing. That's the thing that I always tell my clients. You know, most of those stories aren't really true, are they? You know, it's like you get hung up on it. You start to believe your own stories after a while because you've said it for so long, right? And that's Absolutely. just where our beliefs yeah. come from, right? Our belief is just is just a thought that we keep thinking. It's not necessarily true. It's just a thought that we've adopted. You know, and when you can stop and take time and look at those and ask yourself, like you're having your client do, hey, wait a minute. That's really not true. And now you've got some factual data to say, hey, that's not true because here's who you really are and here's your energetic blueprint. So let's come up with a new thought on that. Let's come up with a new story so that it can move you forward in your life as opposed to holding you back. Exactly. And I love the way you say factual data because really human design comes from a lot of different systems. It has a little astrology in there. It has the chakra system in there, the Kabbalah, even quantum physics. So it's powerful when people see something in their chart and you explain it to them and it is in black and white so it tends to be more believable i mean we could sit here Mm -hmm. and tell our clients hey you're great you know you've got this you've got that and they don't tend to believe it but once they see it on the chart and it gets explained to them now all of a sudden it becomes real and believable and that awareness really helps people to start to shift their perspective Absolutely. And it's a new belief. You're implanting a new belief. Hey, wait a second. This stuff is not true because this is who you really are. Oh, wow. That's who I really am. I'm implanting a brand new belief. Now they're going to start thinking a little bit differently about themselves. And you're right. right. Sometimes people need that aha moment in order to have the change. They need to have a shift in perspective, which is what I talk about in my book as well. You know, taking a look at the big picture and shifting your perspective so that you can actually see the good. And I love, you know, I think this is a superpower for people when they understand who they really are, um, you know. Absolutely. It's, it's I mean, their power. I have a friend who has a daughter who's um, entering um, the teenage years. We, we all know if we have kids that they, those can be challenging years for child oh, and parents. <laughs> but mm-hmm. she, you know, she has a profile that, um, requires that she have alone time. She's got to have her alone time. And, 
you know, every time she goes off and does something on her own with her tablet or listen to her music or whatever, the, you know, the parents are all concerned that she's not getting out there and socializing and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But that isn't who she is. And, you know, she'll get out there when she wants to. They need to realize that she's got to be by herself. She's got hermit in her profile. And, you know, without that uh, ability to go inside and just be alone with herself, uh, she's not going to have a chance to develop as she would normally develop. So um, it can even help you parent kids. It can help you in your relationships. You can learn an awful lot from um, human design, not only about yourself, but about the other people that surround you in your life on a regular basis, such as, you know, spouses, you know, siblings, mm-hmm. children. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. I just, I just love it. I love that, too. I I just love that, Nancy. Well, we're going to go on to a little break here, and I can't wait to continue this conversation with you. I have so many other cool things I want to talk about. So thank you so much. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Discover the collective spiritual wisdom that comes from communicating with departed loved ones with six expert mediums as your guide. Explore a past life that has information you need to know. Connect with pets who have crossed over into the afterlife and meet one of your spirit guides. Mention discount code DREAM for 20% off when you register for Wisdom Beyond the Veil at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, August 5th to the 7th. Learn more at eomega.org. Are you searching for a way to help create global change? Dream Vision 7 Radio Network's vision is to have an eclectic group of radio hosts dedicated to educating, enlightening, and helping humankind with positive messages and tools that enhance lives using different modalities and programs. If you would like to join our team and help illuminate the universe, call Deborah at 508-226-1723 or Deborah at DreamVision7Radio.com. The Dr. Nina Show is now on the Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Tuesday, 11 a.m. and 11 p.m. Eastern Time. From the healing heart of Dr. Nina Sabelle Rockland comes a message of hope for people struggling with binge eating. She helps listeners break free from emotional eating by identifying the hidden triggers to binging and provides a path for healing without dieting or focusing on food. As she puts it, it's not what you're eating that's the real problem. It's what's eating at you. Be sure to tune in for diet-free strategies on how to outsmart emotional eating so you can stop thinking about food and start living your best and most happy life. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. So welcome back. I'm your host, Carrie Rowan, and we're here talking at Look for the Good with Nancy O'Keefe, and she is just filled with great gems of wisdom. And we're talking a little bit about when we left before about our relationships and how, you know, human design can really help to improve your relationships when you start to understand not only yourself, but everybody else around you and how their energy is running. It's going to improve all your relationships because some of those quirky things that people do now have really a why behind it. What do you think about that, Nancy? It's so true. I mean, there's there's a couple of levels of relationships. And when you look at two human design charts and compare them, and again, you could do this for siblings, you could do it for parent-child, you could do it for romantic relationships. 
But there's a series of connections that get made almost chemically, um, and that can create the attraction. But just because you have a strong attraction, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a good relationship. There are other factors that come into play to determine whether or not it's going to be a good and lasting relationship. So usually we can see those things pretty readily in the human and we can give people a lot of insight into, you know, what they can do to love each other. Uh, what does a, mm-hmm. a generator, as an example, need to be loved? How, what do you need to do to make that person feel loved? And it's mm-hmm. really incredible how just having a few pearls of wisdom, I'll, I'll give you an example. So my significant other uh, is a manifesting generator. He's got that very fast, multitasking energy I spoke about. And I'm what's mm-hmm. called a a pure generator. My energy is slower. So he'll come walking down the hall toward my office, and before he even gets here, I start to feel, like, disrupted. I lose my train of thought. I feel, you know, like, oh, oh my goodness, you know. And um, his energy is like a little stone. Get, it gets thrown into the pond and ripples out. So mm-hmm. that has been, and we've been together over 20 years, so that's a bone of contention since day one in our relationship. And it wasn't until I studied human design five or six years ago that I learned Mm -hmm. that that's why I have that disruptive reaction to his energy. It just moves very fast, and it's disrupting to me. The other thing I feel with his energy is he's always rushing me. Like we decide to go somewhere. (laughs) He's, He's got his hat and coat on. He's out in the car waiting, and I didn't get up off the couch yet. And I always feel rushed. I always feel rushed. And and I say to him, you're rushing me. And he says, no, I'm not. Take your time. I'm not rushing you. And it's simply knowing the difference between our energy. And that has made a huge difference in our relationship. You know, all the little scrapping we did about that issue is just gone. Now we just laugh about it. (laughs) I love that. I love that. That is powerful because I mean think about it I mean everybody has an example like that but they don't understand it and it's a, it becomes a bone of contention that lasts for a long time and then we tell ourselves stories about that right so you've got a great way to really understand the science behind us yeah and sometimes I you know talk to my clients about you know well you know what are the top three things that your significant other does to annoy you and let's look at whether or not it's an energy issue and not you know not right? something else <laughs> Because just being aware of it can, you know, turn it into something that you can just chuckle about and let go. I love that. Can we have the top ten? Would that be possible? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I suppose we could. But and then everybody's everybody's chart has uh, what we call conundrums in it. So built into everyone's chart are challenges. Uh, there are certain challenges that you um, you get at certain periods in your life. And then there are just some challenges that can show up just based on your energetic configuration. And knowing those is extremely helpful because when you're having a rough period in your life, as we all do, sometimes Mm -hmm. this can help explain it and you can understand, you know, sort of when it's going to start and how long it might last and what you can do about it. There are, you know, definitely some things you can do beyond being aware of it to help yourself through those those tough periods. We're all here to learn lessons. We're here with a purpose. Right. We have lessons we're here to learn, and those conundrums tend to be focused around the lessons we're here to learn. 
That's so interesting. So the conundrums are different based on somebody's energetic DNA. Um, you, you've mentioned a couple of different things, generators, you know, pure generator. You're just mentioning the names. Of yeah, those the are the energy types. Profiles. Right. Mm-hmm. There's five energy and, types. There's unlimited okay. number of gates that have energies in them. There's profiles. There's a lot to the chart, which is why you, you know, mm-hmm. it's tough to pull a chart and look at it and make any sense of it yourself. But um, of course, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, the most important thing to know about yourself is your energy type and the challenges mm-hmm. that that type has. And then I mentioned that part of human design uh, comes from the chakra system. You have centers which parallel the chakras, if anybody's familiar with that, the crown, the third eye, the throat, the heart, you know, and so on. Mm-hmm. And each of those centers carries with it some uh, particular energy, and whether or not your center is open or defined also means something. So, um, you know, just looking at that all together, you get this very unique picture of who you are and how you need to be loved and what your potentials are in your life and where the lessons are and when you're likely to encounter them. And it's, it's quite involved and powerful. It is. And I love the astrology piece too. It reminds me of an astrology reading as well. It, it reminds me of just really all of this energetic holistic work, all, all kind of mingling together in this, in this right. beautiful solution for somebody, you know, you're, you kind of taking all pieces from the ground to the sky to all around and everything in between in your body and around you. It's just really powerful. Um, and I think, you know, really, like you said, really understanding that for yourself, but for everybody else around you. Like I want a reading for every single person in my home, you know, the kids, my husband, the dog, you know, anybody who comes into the life, you know, just to really understand how you're all working together because all we really want is more harmony. And I think this is a beautiful way to accomplish that. Well, and I feel that way too. I'd like to read everybody in the world (laughs) because I think if we (laughs) had that awareness about each other, the world would be a better place. You know, we'd develop more understanding and respect for each other because we're all like a puzzle piece. And the, the puzzle that is humankind isn't complete until each one of the pieces is present. And if you think of it that way, we all need each other. As you mentioned early in the program, we're all one. And, you know, having that understanding and develop that, developing that respect for the other individual and what they bring to the table and how it might complement what you bring to the table, I think is something we've lost sight of a little bit. Absolutely. I think this is exactly what the world needs right now is more understanding of each other and why we are all different. And what you just said is honoring our differences because we are all piece of the puzzle. And we need all the pieces. Just like we mentioned before, the light and the dark, the shadow side, all those pieces make up who we are as humans. We can't not have any of them because we wouldn't be whole and complete. Right. And your works, right? And so your work sort of ties not just making us complete as individuals, but then the harmonic piece of fitting those pieces together with everybody else in the world and understanding and appreciating the differences, which is really the key to what's missing right now in the world is, is honoring and tolerating differences. And this is a great way to accomplish that. Yeah, and my process with my clients is basically three broad steps. Steps one is to understand your your chart to get a reading. Then next mm-hmm. is to um, you know sort of embrace it, and then to look at where you're you know not living in the lightest and highest um, part of that energy. And thirdly, then do something about it. And we have some tools we can use to help people decondition and get rid of the thinking that they have. Uh, 
accumulated uh, over the course of their life and, you know, roll it back to where they were and, you know, be themselves, be authentic. I love that. that. That's really, really powerful. And being authentic, you know, that's what we need more of in this world is people not being afraid to be themselves. And I right. think when you understand the science behind it, like you're saying, why am I like this? We don't normally ever get that question answered. You can go to therapy for many, 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 many moons and not ever have that reason, right? And right. You're really not looking at the energetic um, patterning, which is which is much more important than anything else, because that's going to initiate everything: our thoughts, our feelings, our behavior, our beliefs. Right? Absolutely. And you know, one of the things I would love to do for all of your listeners is to um, offer them a free, very basic, like ten, fifteen minute reading, so they could learn, you know, a very about their energy type. Are they a generator? Are they a manifesting generator? What's their profile? And you know, what does that mean? And at a very basic level, they could get some understanding like my uh, ADHD client did, and that was huge. And, you know, the way that my significant and other and I, you know, wrestled with our rushing thing. I mean, that all came from mm-hmm. knowing, your, knowing your energy type, both of those things. So there's a, a wealth of knowledge you can get just in a 10-minute session. I love that. Well, thank you. That's so generous of you, Nancy. I'm sure people would love to take you up on that offer. Um, would you like to tell them where they can get in touch with you and wh- your website so that they can go to your website and take a look, and I'm sure they can sign up there for that? Well, actually, my website is nancyokeefecoaching.com, but um, you know, maybe the best way for them to uh, get in touch about a free 10-minute reading would be to go um, and get in contact with you, Carrie. Okay, that sounds great. Yeah, why don't you jump on my website at carryrowan.com and you can go to the contact page if you're interested in finding out more about human design and you want to take Nancy up on this amazing and generous offer for a quick, quick little read for 15 minutes, then click on my contact form, fill that out, and just let me know exactly what your intentions are. If you'd like to do that with Nancy, if you want to find out more, or you have some questions perhaps, because we'd love to answer some questions next time um, we come around on with the show. So I love that, Nancy. Thank you. It's so generous of you to do that. And just kind of recapping for people, um, you know, if they're interested in finding out more about their energetic patterns, there's really so many ways that it can help improve your life, improve your own relationship skills, improve your relationships, improve your life at work. Um, you want to just quickly tell us how this could help people at work maybe, Nancy? Absolutely. I think the best example is, you know, we talk a lot about knowing, liking, and trusting in the world of work. So um, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. If you're not Mm -hmm. being authentic and you're wearing a mask because you're conditioned to do things a certain way that aren't you, you're not somebody that people find it easy to trust because you're Mm -hmm. not who you really are and you're putting yourself out there wearing a mask and I think it makes the business uh, transactions that we do more difficult. So, um, you know, Mm -hmm. one of the things that... I do with, because I do coach um, people that own businesses, entrepreneurs and business owners, and um, one of the things that we work a lot on is being authentic, not only as a, you know, as a person, but in your speaking, in your marketing, when you do sales, uh, doing what Mm -hmm. feels good, because then people see that you're being genuine and it's so much easier to do business with one another. 
Amen. I love that. And also, you know, it allows you to really show, when you're not afraid to show who you are, I think your true passions come through and your purpose in life, right? Whether you are in business, relationship, wherever you are, meeting new people, friendships, um, when people see that you're able to share who you really are, you're showing them that it's okay and it's safe to to shine your light, and it gives them permission to do the same thing. And that's the ripple effect of this, right? That's how... Um, you know, we change the planet the way it is. We change our relationships. We are looking for a higher level or a vibration, if you will, when we're not afraid to share who we are, you know, and step out there onto what I call the invisible bridge and follow those passions. Follow those Exactly. Things. And, you know, the funny part of it is people feel your energy. You don't have to open your mouth or do anything. They feel who you are. And when you speak and do things, if what they get doesn't match what they feel, that's what builds mistrust. And yes, it happens growing. automatically. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't fake it. <laughs> You're it's you know so authentic true. you can't fake it. No. You can't fake it. And that's super powerful. I talk about that in the book about incongruence. People can sense that a mile away when your words don't match your actions. The same thing. They feel something different than what you're saying. And then, then all the red flags go up. Now we're in the back brain and we're in a stress mode and it's not gonna it's not gonna turn out well in business no. or in relationships. So that's right. And really and once you develop that mistrust, it's very hard to turn that around. Agreed. Agreed. So again, like getting out of mindset, getting out ahead of this and really stepping into who you really are and shining that light out, out to the world so that you can inspire other people with who you are energetically, with stories you're telling them, and you can really be a more conscious person living on this planet. Right. We need those tools, right? right? We we need more of those tools. And this has been amazing, Nancy. We could talk forever. This is I love your work. I love what you do. And thank you so much for offering that to our listeners here at Dream Vision 7 Radio Network because I think they're really going to take advantage of that and find some incredible gems for themselves that they can use and some tools to help them understand not only themselves but other people in their lives just a little bit better so we can look yeah. for the good in not just ourselves but everybody else. Right. I love that. But thank look for you. The good. Look for the good. So thank you so much. If you want more information on anything I do or Nancy does, again, go to my website at Carrie Rowan, C-A-R-R-I-E, Rowan, R-O-W-A-N, dot com. All the information is there. You can contact me there. I'd love to hear from you. And thank you so much for tuning in to this first debut episode of Look for the Good. I look forward to talking to you next time. Take care. Be well. Words are creeping underneath my skin I'm learning not to let your darkness in I'm gonna take it, take it I'm gonna take it back You don't have the power to bring me down I'm gonna take it, take it I'm gonna take it back You don't have the power to bring me down No matter how much I can you you find the peace that I forgot to do Rain is falling from your darkened clouds It's pouring on the light that I have found
Created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. <laughs> <laughs> 